Hello, and welcome to the new Marketing Muscle Podcast with me, your host, Vicki Morris. On this podcast, we're all about exercising that marketing muscle for your business. No matter how big or how small your business is, and no matter if you've If you're a startup or been in business for 10 years or more, we're dishing out marketing, messaging, and branding strategies that get you the results you've only dreamed about. If you would like to be a guest on this podcast, or if you want to be one of our featured sponsors of this podcast, be sure to connect with us on the show notes. All the details are there. All right. So if you're ready, let's do this. Today's episode is all about filmmaking. This is one of the fastest growing aspects of marketing for small businesses, incorporating film into your marketing and messaging strategy. Today, our guest is Joseph Morris, and he is one of the area's brightest young filmmakers uh, that is doing some incredible things, and he has an interesting perspective on filmmaking and he and he's going to share his insights with us today. Now, we recorded this a few weeks ago and at the time we hadn't quite decided if we'd really divulge the actual nature of how we know each other. If you'll notice, the last names are the same and that is no coincidence. Joseph is my son, but he is still my absolute go-to favorite filmmaker. Love his style, love his spirit, love his energy, love the way he approaches his craft. So I hope you'll hang around for the rest of this invigorating conversation on filmmaking. We're going to talk about so many great aspects of filmmaking that I'm sure you probably hadn't thought about before. So without further ado, let's get ready to do this. Welcome to the Marketing Muscle Podcast, and today's guest is going to be a filmmaker, Joseph Morris, who is one of my go-to filmmakers when I have special projects for big clients that need a super special video project done. So welcome to the Marketing Muscle Podcast, Joseph. Yes, I'm very, very glad to be here today. All right, so let's dive right in. Let's talk about your professional journey. When did you choose to build a business around film and video? Yeah, so um, I've been doing a lot of video work uh, most of my childhood and into uh, sort of my time in college and past that. Um, So I was doing a lot of that on the side. And uh, my first video that I really kind of considered my professional entry into the space was my first wedding video actually it was um this was probably early 2017 and so i had uh, tagged along with my cousin on one of his wedding shoots he's actually a wedding photographer and so i uh took a camera with me i was supposed to actually help him <laughs> shoot uh photos and so i had a, a brand new piece of filmmaking equipment that i took with me it's like hey i'll try uh, getting some behind the scenes footage so i ended up actually shooting enough footage 
to make a wedding video for that couple. Uh, and they were not expecting it at all, but I ended up making it for them. I sent it to them. I was like, man, this is amazing. And so I think I remember putting that footage on my reel for that year. And a few, a couple friends of mine from church asked me to film their wedding. And so that was the first time that somebody asked me and paid me <laughs> to do video work. So it was, that was a really cool experience. But I think uh, that's probably around the time where it's like, hey, people are going to you know pay me to do this work i need to um, get serious about having um you know some sort of a storefront whether it's virtual whether it's physical just something to kind of represent myself okay so what skills did you already have that helped you develop this business i'd say probably a couple of things um one so i am uh i'm professionally another profession i'm an engineer and so um from a um the way I think about things, I'm very analytical. So it's very easy for me to break things down into smaller chunks. And that's just the way my brain kind of works naturally. And so I say that along with uh, a pretty good dose of emotional intelligence. I think those two things are really strong suits for people who are in business. Um, one, you you know, day to day, there's things that come up, whether it's projects, problems, whatever it may be that you've got to be prepared to um, you know, figure out how to get done. And so being able to naturally be in that mindset where it's like, hey, um, you know, I got to figure out how to make this happen. And I don't immediately uh, go crazy. If something pops up, I can, you know, break things down into bite-sized pieces and go from there. Uh, but also emotional intelligence, I think really understanding people and, you know, what their needs are and being able to effectively communicate uh, and be, you know, empathetic to what, you know, your customer or whoever you're working with, what they may be feeling or what um, they may be wanting in that specific situation, being able to kind of um, anticipate what they may be asking of you. Those things are two really powerful um, attributes that I think I already kind of had in myself. And so just being in business helped me continue to hone those two skills. Cool. Very cool. So as your business grew, what were some of the biggest struggles you encountered along the way? I think the biggest one was really having to do everything myself. Um, and I knew that going in, but um, just the, you know, depending on what you want to do with your business, uh, there's a scale that you have to keep in mind, like how big do I want this to grow? And so for me, I did not really think through any of those questions. I was just, as people were asking me to do it, I just would just say yes. And you can kind of figure out where that went. So, um, you know, it got to a point to where I was, I was saying yes a little bit too much. And so I loved the work, um, but I myself as one person really couldn't do it all. Um, but on the flip side of that, even trying to find somebody to help me or trying to ask for help mm -hmm. or whatever it may be, like I'm very particular about, um, you know, what my work looks like and my work ethic and what I'm bringing to the table. And so trying to find somebody else um, who, you know, if they can't match that is willing to, you know, appreciate that um, the way I approach things and, you know, can also try to approach it that same way. Um, that's difficult. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can't expect that out of anybody, but at the same time, for me, when I'm looking for collaborators, like I want to see that in people, I want to see that same uh, intensity that I bring to the table. And so it's, uh, that was definitely the one thing that I had to figure out. It's like, okay, I need to, uh, I love video work and I love working with people, but if I keep saying yes, um, then I'm going to hate video work and people are going to hate working with me. So <laughs> <laughs> not a good business model. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
So what did you learn about yourself as you were starting your business? Um, so ironically, I learned that I am not that great at marketing. Um, and that's, uh, <laughs> it's great that as I'm on this podcast today. you say that on today. a marketing podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and I can explain that a little bit, but uh, for me, I focus so much on, um, you know, my, how I'm going about doing my own work. And so I focus so much on my own process um, from a video standpoint of, you know, how I'm going to capture this, how I'm going to edit it. Um, there's just so many things. I spend so much energy on the actual product itself that when it comes to, okay, well, how do I market this product? I've never really been um, really the most imaginative when it comes to that. Like I'm just a person that says, hey, I'm going to put this out there and hope people see it. Um, and honestly, for a lot of my wedding work, um, that was fine because most of my future uh, jobs were just word of mouth. And so people would see my work. So they would see my work online, but then, you know, brides would talk to each other and say, hey, you need to get this guy to film your wedding. And so uh, depending on the market that you're in, sometimes that can work where all you have to do is just kind of present your work by itself. But um, you can't discount what real actual marketing can do for you. And so even now, like that's something that I'm still learning for myself. Um, I think it's kind of twofold. One, you know, what kind of business do I want to run? Do I want to be that full scale production company or do I want just want to be the person that gets hired out for, you know, a specific role on a set? And those two positions require different marketing strategies, I think. Um, and so that's sort of the uh, middle ground that I've been in for, I say probably the last year and a half of trying to figure out who do I really want to be. And so, um, so that's where <laughs> I think that's probably my answer there. It's, um, you know, just trying to learn how to properly market myself. And, um, you know, as, you know, my clientele grows, as my project grows, how do I continue to, to branch out into areas that I really want to be in? Yeah, so the marketer in me was going to tell you figuring out that ideal client avatar and the ideal client community that you want to work with is something that everybody needs to figure out at some point, but it's not one of those things where you just have to know when you start. That's something you kind of evolve into and it, you know, once you get comfortable in that space and comfortable with, okay, this is this is the kind of client I want to work with. This is the kind of project I want to do. You kind of figure that out as you go along, but it does take a fair amount of trial and error. And this is really helpful because it gets you to that point where you really, really want to be. So that's my little interjection as, as a marketer for that. So what <laughs> no. lessons did your first few projects teach you about filmmaking, about leadership style and about yourself? Yeah, so... For me, filmmaking has always been kind of a, an interesting thing for me. It was, I, I did not expect, number one, to, to be and, and to get good at it. And two, just to be in the spaces and the conversations that I'm at now. And so um, I think I've dealt with a little bit of imposter syndrome just over the whole time I've been doing this. Um, but that was the first thing that some of my first few projects taught me is that, number one, I can actually do this. And that was very surprising to me because when it starts out as a hobby or something that you do for fun, there's no rules. There's no, you know, you can really kind of do whatever you want. And so then when you get into the situation of trying to turn that hobby into a profession, it's like, oh yeah, I think there's, 
you know, these rules that I have to be uh, aware of. And all. so you start almost putting boxes around your creativity. I mean, some of that is good, but um, I think um, subconsciously it starts to, you start tricking yourself into thinking, I don't really belong in this space. Like this is just something I was doing for fun. Um, but yeah, that was what my first few projects taught me. It's like one, I could actually do this. Um, and then, well, one of the biggest things that taught me is that I needed to learn how to delegate as well. And so <laughs> um, just as a holdover from it being my hobby, like I was used to kind of doing all of it. Um, I remember my first, uh, my first short film that I did, this was a uh, senior year of high school. This was during spring break. Uh, and while everybody else, you know, was going on vacations and trips, me and probably a, a group of maybe six or seven of my friends, we took a week um, to make uh, my first short film. And so uh, I remember that whole, I think we shot over a period of three or four days and everybody loved it. I think we all loved just being able to work together to make something happen. But I remember thinking to myself, like, I hope these guys don't hate me because like <laughs> I am, uh, <laughs> I'm saying, hey, let's get, to, you know, let's, let's get focused. Like I was always kind of on people just saying, hey, you know, I know we're having fun here, but we got to get something done. Um, and so I was a little, uh, apprehensive after the fact, like, man, I hope I didn't come off too strong. But that was one of the things that I learned was, uh, you know, I think I directed, I was acting in that project. Um, I was an editor, I was a producer, so I was doing way too much. And uh, just that was just sort of the the kid in me that, you know, always kind of wants to control things. Um, so some of that is good where you've, you've really got your vision and your imprint on things, but there's other areas where you really need to trust somebody else to do that job. Um, and so I've, and I'm continuing to learn that now. I'm just figuring out what can I actually spend the time to do myself and what do I need to let go of and let somebody else do. Um, and then I also learned that, um, you know, I'm a very detail-oriented person and that's a very um, strong trait to have in a filmmaking world. Um, there's there's just so many things you have to keep track of. And I also learned that not many people are like that. I think you know, there's some people out there that are similar to me, but there's, I mean, we live in a world, there are so many people my age that have very short attention spans. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I feel like I'm caught in a world where everybody around me, it's like, you know, I got to move on to the next thing. And me, it's like, you know, we got to, we really have to figure out how to, you know, focus on this and figure out, um, you know, because making a film is pretty hard. Um, so there's a lot of detail oriented um, items uh, or just a mindset that you have to have to make something happen. So mm -hmm. all of those you things. Imposter syndrome. That's something everybody faces. And I think if you don't feel that way, then you're probably in trouble. <laughs> you yeah. have to feel a little scared. You have to feel a little uneasy about things, but it's not fun going through that uh, second guessing yourself. So, you know, to that end, let's talk about how you educated yourself in filmmaking. I know that you have a degree in engineering and you are a filmmaker. So you went to school for engineering. How did you teach yourself about filmmaking? How did that come about? Yeah, so um, I graduated high school in 2015. And at that time, I knew I was going to go to school for engineering. Uh, video was still something I was kind of doing in my free time on the side. Um, and that uh, year I graduated, uh, my parents, they gave me, uh, as part of my graduation gift, uh, I was able to get my first 
um, DSLR camera. I got a tripod and one lens. And so when I graduated, I uh, promised myself I was going to learn how to use that DSLR camera that summer. Um, and so I just spent literally the entire summer just watching YouTube videos, just trying to learn how to use that camera. Um, I've been, I, you know, I'd done video work before then, but in terms of, you know, really understanding a camera and operating it manually, I never really done a whole lot of that. So I believe, truly believe like that was my first step into, this is something I really want to get serious about. I have to start with the basics and, and learn. And so I spent, and I still do that, you know, I, I consider uh, that summer 2015 is kind of the start of this career. And so, you know, six years later, you know, I'm still watching YouTube videos, trying to get better at my craft. Um, but I think that's one really powerful thing to keep in mind is that mm-hmm. I, I had an interest in video beforehand, mm-hmm. but I learned everything that I know now from YouTube. I didn't go to film school. Nobody taught me any of this. I learned from YouTube. <laughs> and so that, you know, <laughs> if, if, Anybody's listening who's you know trying to figure out you know I have a passion here but I don't really know where to take it um, and I need somebody to teach me or whatever it may be like you can legitimately learn anything on YouTube um, mm-hmm. and so it does help to have you know a passion for it I think that hunger is going to propel you through a lot of those hurdles you may run into of trying to figure out how to really make this work um, but I just think it's amazing looking back um, those six years of both gone by slowly, but also flown by, um, just realizing how much I've grown. Um, and just even looking at the quality of my work in six years, um, you know, I, I feel like in some ways, uh, I've, I learned more in filmmaking in the four years that I was studying on YouTube than, uh, maybe I was in engineering school. So, <laughs> but either way, I feel like when I graduated college, I had two degrees because I've been doing Mm-hmm. So much work. I had the official degree in engin- electrical engineering, but also I had this uh, side degree that I'm just allowing myself to have <laughs> in filmmaking. Mm-hmm. So. so on the surface, it seems that engineering and filmmaking are very different and they have nothing to do with each other. How have you made those work together in symmetry with you, especially in and how you're able to understand and uh, manipulate video and film to do what you want it to do based on how you understand it with that engineering mindset? Yeah. So what's funny is I think everybody I tell that to, they're like, all right, that's, I've never heard of that combination before. So, <laughs> so it's, uh, it makes me feel good. Cause I like being kind of the odd person out. So it's when it's, uh, when I'm that unique, it's like, okay, maybe I feel like I'm in the right spot, but, um, yeah, I think, uh, I've always been a very technically minded person. Like that's just the way I am. And so that's why I knew engineering was going to be a natural fit going into college. But even on the flip side of that, I've always been interested in how technology works. And so computers, phones, cameras, all that kind of stuff. I've always loved kind of tinkering and taking things apart and all, you know, all those things. And so a lot of that just kind of flew over into my filmmaking passion. I think uh, one great way to explain it is, you know, if you take your regular camera, um, you know, the world around us is analog. That's something that we, we, it's tangible. We can see it. But when that goes into a camera or it goes onto a computer, the real world around us has to be represented by literally zeros and one, just bits of information. And so um, there were a few classes that I took in college that really helped me kind of understand how our computers are 
translating this real world that we see around us into digital information. And so I am the type of person that knows not only what a camera is capturing, what you see on the back of your screen, you know, the real world versus mm -hmm. what you see on your screen, but I actually mm -hmm. know honestly how that process is happening inside of the camera. <laughs> and, um, and honestly, it's just because I've been so interested in it. So there's, I don't want to get too into it because I could start boring some people, <laughs> but you know, you got to think of, you know, we look outside and there's, you know, different brightness ranges. So, you know, something's mm -hmm. really dark in the shadows and, you know, the sky is really bright. Uh, when your camera captures that, it's actually translating those brightness values into digital values and a lower value um, is kind of translated into a lower voltage value and a higher value is a higher voltage. And so those voltages get read as digital numbers. And so that's how um, even going back and forth, what we see on a computer screen is then being kind of translated back to analog. So there's a lot of analog to digital conversion happening in filmmaking. And so I think really being able to understand both sides of that from a creative standpoint, you know, how do I want to capture this, but also understanding how my camera is actually capturing it, you know, what, mm -hmm. how the sensor is reacting to what it's seeing. Um, that's a really powerful um, skill set to have. And I think anybody who's involved in a creative field can kind of, can probably um, agree with me, just having that sort of mindset where you can kind of understand both the creative and the technical at the same time, mm -hmm. it can really make you, you know, a stronger creative. Absolutely. I wholeheartedly agree. So let's switch focus a little bit and talk about your actual filmmaking business. So tell me about the business. How long have you been in business? Who's your ideal client? And how did you come up with the name? Wow, what a great start to our conversation. Well, as you can tell, my conversation with Joseph went on a little long. But that is the beauty of it. We're going to continue the conversation for our next episode. So stay tuned for the details when the next episode comes up for the continuation of our conversation with Joseph Morris on filmmaking. Hope you'll join us again and be sure to tune in to the Marketing Muscle Podcast with me, your host, Vicki Morris. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye.